And that's the fan. That's the noise the fan is making. Uh, As of this moment. Beautiful, sir. How was that? That's good. How was that? Say some words. Um, Might be really loud. Am I shouting? Am I shouting? Christopher, am I shouting? Quite possibly. (laughs) 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 The trick, of course, is, you see, I just stick my thumb in the peach (laughs) and leave it there. Oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> welcome. That makes sense. Welcome, um, one and all, to the Big Damn Quest. The Big Damn Croissant. The Big Damn Croissant. Matt, as of next week, yes. we've been wittering on about a lot of bollocks for a year. Jeez. This is our right. anniversary episode. Can you believe that? No. I actually 52. can't believe I, that we've managed to do this minute. It's a bit mental, really. And no one stopped us. Think about that. It's been a year since we sat in your living room and went, right, what are we talking about? Uh, do, do you know what? I've got something about Suicide Squad. I want to say something about how they're treating Harley Quinn. Right, I want to say something. I just want to say something. Listen, I've got plenty to say. My issue is not having things to say. <laughs> My issue is getting people to listen to it. And you've been a captive audience. Yes. Maybe I'll let your family go next year. Yeah, <laughs> like we'll loosen the shackles for Christmas. Yeah, maybe. I'm Big Damn Chris. I am Big Damn Burn. And it, are you? No. Can I talk like this? Silly. We've been doing this for 52 weeks. That is pretty amazing. This if you're the 52nd episode. If you're a listener who's stuck with us for the entire time, if you're a listener who's joined us along the way, welcome, welcome one and all. Thank you for sort of paying enough attention for us to even sort of bother getting this far. But not just that, if you're a brand new listener starting with this episode... <laughs> Oh, get yeah. ready for us to be sucking ourselves oh, up quite a bit. Oh, oh. It's going to be a bit self-indulgent, but we hope you enjoy yourselves. Coming up, we're going to be talking a little bit about the back end of E3. We recorded yeah. during the announcements last week, and now we can catch up with everything. We've got loads to talk about, uh, including, but not limited to, things like Uncharted, the uh, Lost, Lost Legacy. Legacy. Um, what else came out? Well, well, uh, Mario Odyssey, Mario and uh, Rabbids, uh, and Spider-Man. Insomniac Spider-Man. Um, we're also going to be responding to a Backlog of emails. Yeah, we're going to get through all the emails this week. But so. first, it's just my preferred position. So. E3, good sir, E3. E3. So E3 happened. Um, it was. And based on which, which stream you're watching, uh, it happened well. Or, or not so well. Tragically. Um, this year has basically just been games, 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 games. Because the Switch is out, PS4's out, PS4 Pro's out. Microsoft did announce the Xbox One X, which is previously the Scorpio. Yeah. And that's a real powerful console. It's not Bane old one. I can't help it, I'm excited. Oh, stop drinking Bane, it's for your own good. Look, I just don't recognise you anymore. I need you to come off the Venom. Come off the Venom for me. This is an intervention and we're all your friends here. For those not paying for the live video feed subscription of the podcast, Matt is talking to a Bane action figure. He's not an action figure, he's a real boy! <laughs> he's a real he's Bane! A real boy. I'm a real Bane! Um, <laughs> I've got no strings to hold me down. <laughs> um, That's the other side. What it? did we get? What did we get? We got. Well, let's, talk, let's talk about let's talk to Nintendo's offerings. Nintendo! Nintendo looks interesting. Nintendo were doing that weird thing where they go in, 
and we've got this game in development. If you look it, we'll show a title logo. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, they literally, because what happened a couple of weeks ago was they announced that Pokemon Ultra Moon and Ultra Sun were coming to 3DS. Yes. Now these are the like, well, what what is it? The one... Pokemon Yellow to Pokemon right. Red. The Pokemon <coughs> Crystal to Pokemon Gold. The Pokemon Emerald to Pokemon. Yellow. So is it called? Is it one game called it's Ultra, two games. Ultra Oh, Ultra Sun and Ultra. Okay. They should be black and white. They did black and white, and they did black to black to. Okay. What's the difference then between the original versions? Like, it's bumped up all the all the um, Pokemon are available in the one game. Same region, new storyline, new variations of the monsters. I imagine. Oh, okay. So, if it's anything like Pokemon Black Two and White Two, they expanded that original region. You you started in a different part of the map, um, and then there was new the region. They expanded the Pokedex region. Right. Were available where they didn't introduce any new Pokemon. They introduced new forms of old Pokemon, particularly the legendaries. This is what they've done here again. Okay. Uh, so that's coming out on 3DS on November 17th. And everyone who bought a Switch was like, why isn't it coming out on the Switch? Yeah. Why isn't it coming out on the Switch? So one of the segments, like basically Nintendo's E3 presence, apart from the show floor stuff, was a 25 minute long video that they played. Yeah. Um, that's, no, I mean, no physical yeah. But that's, <laughs> Nintendo did their own thing and I've been doing it for years. Um, so they literally got the guy, like the lead designer on the Pokemon games and Pokemon was like, hey, we're really working hard on a core Pokemon game for the Nintendo Switch. Please look forward to it. Bye. <laughs> it's like, okay. It's like, we need to say right. something. Okay. Right, well, just tell them that we're working on a thing. Can we tell them what the title is? No. They've definitely not decided yet. They've definitely not decided. But look, that's the thing. The, the, the reason why it doesn't surprise me that Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are to Switch is because they've never split the generation. So yeah. Pokemon games have always been in... Like, Black 2 and White 2 were 5th generation games that came out on the original DS when the 3DS was already out. Like, Black and White came out just after the 3DS did, I think. So, those 5th gen games were all on the original DS. Thankfully, the 3DS is backwards compatible, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. You didn't get extra features on 3D if you played it on 3DS, but you could still play the same cartridge on 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 a... the original DS. But hang on, did you say that the new versions of Sun and Moon yeah. have a new storyline? Yes. Is that on additionally with the original storyline no. or is it pretty... Right, so even if, if you even well, if like yourself you played one of those games, you would still happily pick up this one because it's oh, yeah, of, I'm getting ultra it, it's right, a, it's yeah, a different that. version of the one you have. Yeah. Okay, because I was going to say in the previous editions it was the same story as the the, the, the previous base, game. Uh, yeah. It was just that you had all the Pokemon available as opposed to just some of them and, you know, there's a couple of legendaries well, that are Well, not always. Uh, they didn't do it last generation. The bastards! Last generation they did X and Y. Yeah. And they did Alpha... Uh, um, Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby, which remakes of Ruby and Sapphire. Okay. GBA. They didn't do a Z version or anything. The bastards! The, pa- the pattern's been... So, first gen, it was red, blue. It was, re- it was red and green in Japan, and then blue. Yeah. And then yellow. Then... Over here was red and blue. Yeah, which was basically green. Which was, yeah. So it was red and green, but with a bit of whatever they did in blue as well. I yes, guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then yellow. And then yellow, because then, by that point the TV show was big, so they were like, "Great, re-release the game with Pikachu on the cartridge. Let's do it." Yeah. And then Gen Two was gold and then silver, and then crystal. Yes, I crystal. I, I, well, oh, gold because silver of yellow console, by the way. It really? Yeah. Okay, that's quite. And they'll they'll 
talk to virtual console versions of red and blue as well. Nice. Okay. Well, that's um, my question. You've got which one have you got? The I've current, got red the current and one. yellow. No, the, the current gen. Sorry. Oh, the, the latest one. I've got moon. Yeah. You got moon. So you want to get ultra moon? Yeah. Will you be able to transfer your team from moon to ultra moon? Yes. Uh, or would I guess ultra moon would start with a new story, so like a Pokemon starters anyway. If it's anything like the previous or sort of third versions, yeah, then it's the same. Same generation tree. We'll trade back and forth. Okay, so like if if you start you start a new character, you could pick a different starter, for example, and then just go. And here's all my favorites. Yes, over they go. Especially now because they've got Pokemon Bank, which is the net, internet-based storage system where you can store all your Pokemon from sixth generation onwards. Mm-hmm. Um, That's quite cool. So I bring my team from X and Y and Alpha and Sapphire into Sun and Moon. So basically, well, if you, if you finish if you finish the story and catch every possible Pokemon in Moon, yeah. Then it's not a waste of time because every every bit of work you did on your collection in that game you can now just bring on over to the other one. Kind of. I mean, it is a waste of time because it's a Pokemon game. Yeah, and that's what they do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I love those Pokemon games, but they do nothing but waste your time. <laughs> um, da, 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 I know. Three hours have gone by. I've wasted a lot of time. I would have wasted more time. Part of the reason I've been so productive in these last two weeks is because my 3DS has been a repair. Oh, you what happened to it? Uh, the cartridge slot is. Oh, sugar. Where have you taken it? I sent it to Nintendo. What? Still under warranty. What? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to get it back and I'm going to play Pokemon Moon before it's just Moon. Um, and then I'm probably going to get a cheap 2DS so I can get blue and silver on the virtual console and trade. Hello, darkness, my old because, friend. Because you can bring, because you can bring your Pokemon from red it's and blue. It's fun to trade with you again. And, and they're both coming gold and silver releases, and you can you can transport them to sun and moon, and they'll have better stats and hidden abilities and higher chances of being shiny and all, and all that. I really like Pokemon. So over to uh, that's another... when I'm going to get a Switch. When I get a Switch, it's going to be when whatever the next Pokemon game is comes out. So it'll be what in a year and change. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's be a while. Hey, hey, hey. Um, let's talk about more Nintendo stuff. Um, let's, let's touch. Oh, let's touch on their weird little crossover, which no one expected, which everyone expected because it had been leaked to shit. I did not know that. Well, yeah. okay, let's talk about their weird little crossover, which everybody who actually paid attention expected, uh, except for me. <laughs> I just, I was um, that allergic to the news. Games journalist Laura K. Dale leaked it <laughs> fucking weeks ago. Uh, but got a bunch of shit for it, as she always does when she leaks stuff, and it's invariably right because she has good sources. Mm. But um, the attempt to take Anna to trans women being games journalists. Because they're all petty and stupid. Um, <laughs> but she's a great journalist and goes for all of it. Don't shoot the messenger. Like, yeah. Shoot the people who gave her the source. If you're going to be mad at anyone, be mad at the people who leaked the stuff. They're, they're not mad because of the new story, Chris. Let's get that. Let's get yeah, that. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so. Okay. So yeah, so she she, she leaked it. Um, Mario Mario and Rabbids crossover strategy game, Rabbids from the Fruit Kingdom, etc. And it and yeah, it it was real the Ubisoft conference because Ubisoft are making it. Um, and it's yeah, it looks kind of XCOM-y. Yeah, like tile based strategy, but small teams. No, and... let me get this right. The Rabbids originated from Rayman, right? Yes. So technically, you were, the first Rabbids game was called Rayman Raven Rabbids. Yeah. So technically, technically, Rayman and Mario, their worlds now crossed with this game. 
Yes. Not in the strict. The, the, the rabbits are sort of like the minions of games. And the consoles. Like they're, yeah, they're, well, I mean, they're basically the same. Some could argue the minions were essentially nicked from the rabbits. Yeah, but they're vastly more successful. But I don't think the rabbits would ever claim the blame for that. Um, I think Microsoft <clears throat> would love to have something as successful as the minions. Oh, yeah. But they know, but they'd never own up to being the inspiration, would they? Because then it just looked kind of petty, but it's sort of. It's so clear. Yeah, when, 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 I, when I first started to see the minion popularity grow with the Spickle Me 2, I was like, they remind me of the rabbits. They've, mm. they've, someone, someone's played a rabbits game and has gone, we'll just do that. We'll make them yellow and put them in overalls. Um, but screw them, because the minions don't get to play out with Mario. Looks kind of fun. Looks kind of fun? Looks kind of fun. I mean, I'm sort of a bit detached from both of those worlds, so I'm it's not got an interesting sense in, of humour. But... The peach, the peach, ra- the peach rabbit is has got her own Instagram account. What? So the rabbits in this game cosplay as Mario characters. Because so, of course they do. So there's a peach, a peach rabbit. Of course. Actually, have an Instagram account. In real life? Yes. What's it called? I'm gonna find out oh, for gosh. you now. Oh god! <laughs> well, this is also significantly Nintendo taking a step forward in terms of deals with third parties, right? Well, they've been pushing mobile stuff for a while. Um, with other companies? No, like... Oh, it's a mobile game? No, this isn't a Switch. A I was going to say Switch, isn't it? But, but, yeah, but okay. Nintendo will be doing mobile games like Mario Run, Pokemon Go... Yeah, um, of course, yeah. Magic Magic Carp Carp Niantic, not Nintendo. Yeah, so they license it out to... Magikarp Jump, aka the one where your Magikarp can occasionally be picked off by a flying Pidgey that will then tear apart and eat it. Scream. Because <clears> these <throat> are actual posts... From Rabbit Peach's Instagram account. It's unsettling, says the description. Let's see what we got. Oh, good lord. Before the photo shoot. Oh, oh, that's... Oh. I like the bondage Easter egg one myself. But the thing is, that came out in April, so... What was the account called at that point? It can't be called Rabbit Peach, because that would have given stuff away, wouldn't it? It's been here the whole time. Rabbit Peach. Another post from seven days ago, so pre-three... So it's it's been... It's been around for a while, but I guess without the name Rabbit Peach, and now they've gone, and here's what it's called. Maybe? That's terrifying. Oh, that's weird. What are you seeing? It's weird. Tell, tell the listeners what you're seeing. I'm seeing, oh god, I'm seeing like an end of the night picture. This angle fits me pretty well, right? Hashtag natural beauty. Just lay it back against the pillow. It's a bedhead pic, and in the background it's got a copy of the game. Of course it does. Game doesn't exist yet. One glass of grape juice, one hot bath, what else? Wait a minute. It's in a bubble bath and there's a rubber ducky with a stud necklace. Is this getting kinky? No. May you have better luck stealing candy. There's a candy bowl full of big chocolate evil looking chickens and a rabbit that's tied up with ribbons and ball gagged with an Easter egg. Go on. <laughs> No! <laughs> I don't want to go on at all! So yeah, that's the thing that happened. Oh my god! Also, the fractured butthole's coming out. That's the thing. The what? South Park, the fractured butthole. Wait, the Switch? No. I was confused because we're on Nintendo stuff. I was we're like, on, Ubisoft. Really? That. You know, you, you <laughs> sidetracked me at Ubisoft. Let's go back to Nintendo. Jesus, Chris. Um, what you got? You got Super Mario Odyssey? Tell me about Odyssey. What's the great. basics? Um, so Super Mario's hat is, is alive. Right, it's he's called like Toppy or something, Cappy, and he turns. <clears throat> but it but it looks like a top hat and it's natural form. I've seen the pictures, like a white top hat. 
then it's also Mario's cap. It turns into a red cap, yeah, with little eyes on it. And you can throw it, and you can throw it onto people and things, and Mario can then possess them, and they grow mustaches. I've seen him throw it onto a pole, the flagpole on a building he's scaling, and then as the flagpole he's flinged the hat further, and then Mario's popped out the hat further up. So you you can possess like fire hydrants and use the water to propel the hat in the further trailer. distances and then reappear where the hat's been propelled in, in to. In the trailer, he possesses a T Rex. Yes, he does. And the T Rex has a little mustache. Yes, it does. Why? Why? You're asking the wrong question. That's Chris. very. That's a very good point. You should be asking the same question that the Mario Design Team was. Well, one of the two questions the Mario Design Team was asking. The first question that you should be asking yeah. is why not. Yeah. The second question that you maybe should not be asking is, can I have more trucks, please? <laughs> I think I need to play. So in, in this room, in this room, we've got Super Mario All Stars for the SNES, so yes. all the old school games, the the Snuffleupagus of old consoles, and then we've got the N sixty four Mario sixty four behind. Yes, I thought they were out there and weird. The fuke is going on. Um, are you excited for Mario Odyssey? Because I know you, you, you have your eyes set on purchasing a Switch one day. Yeah. Is Odyssey one of the things that's selling it to you? Do you would you grab Odyssey when you get the Switch, do you think? Yeah, because Mario games are always worth playing. Like, Super Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 are two of the best games on the original Wii. Super Mario 3D World is one of the best games on the Wii U. Only imagine Super Mario Odyssey is not to do that to you. Like, Super Mario Galaxy is great. If you have a Wii, you should own so, if you've ever wanted to play as an Italian plumber who can temporarily possess fire hydrants and give them mustaches... Boy, have we got a game for you! Whilst the mind of the things he's possessing go down to the sunken place and scream out, yes. Yes. And cry out in fear, oh, silently, into yeah, the abyss. Yeah, what happens to the people he's possessing when he's possessing? That is a very good question, my good sir, kind sir. So, there's a big trend at this year's show for announcing things outside of the press conferences... Yes. So, like, Nintendo, when they did the video, they showed a Metroid Prime 4 logo, which is a deal. Yes. Metroid, we'd asking for a Metroid game of any colour for years. Decoy And then, after their live stream, in, like, one of their Treehouse things, they just casually announced a Metroid 2 remake for the 3DS. Just casually, just yeah, dropped just it. Like, oh, yeah, we're doing this. Why was that in your, in your press thing? What? What are you doing, Nintendo? They don't really care, do they? No. Because um, I think Nintendo, Nintendo, is, Nintendo like... is very much sort of a cult to me. Yeah. I, I say that, so I say that, I, I don't mean that as like, you know, everyone's drinking the Kool-Aid, but I'm, I mean, I, I, mean like, I will drink the Kool-Aid. <clears throat> you will. You'll bathe in the punch. Um, you'll, hold people's, in it, I'll the you'll hold people's noses open and pour chancy piss into their throats. Mm. Um, would you like a Princess Peach tea? Uh. <coughs> oh, stick my finger in a peach. Leave it there. Um, so gross. But Nintendo, like as an outsider, as an outsider, uh, the only Nintendo consoles I've ever bought were a Game Boy Color, yes, a Game Boy Advance, yeah. uh, a 2DS Lite, are they called? That the thinner DSs that you they brought DS out. Lite. DS Lite, yeah, in a gunmetal case. Which really you could drop it out of a building and it wouldn't even scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the only. And like behind me now, I've got a SNES and an N64 and stuff. But like. I, I, I've not got any big urge to buy a Switch. I'd like to play on a Switch. I'd like to give it a try. It's nice. It's nice. Ooh, nice. Oh, I've got a Wii as well. I've got a Wii. Um, but I can wait till after this. <laughs> I'm 
not gonna entertain you with a laugh. <laughs> Don't try it. Okay. Um, Don't even try it, boy. Well, but but the point I'm making is like, I feel like they're almost that blasé about it because they're just like, oh, we know you'll buy it. We, we know you'll buy it. Give a fuck because we've got we've got like a fan base of like you know forty billion people who are gonna buy what. Ever we put we out. don't treat well. Like, they've yeah. announced their online thing now, and that's like four quid a month, four dollars a month or something, play online on the Switch. But there's no voice chat or messaging or friend requests. <clears> so basically, like unless you're really passionate about Splatoon 2. Oh, all that is in there. All that is part of the service. But you have to do it all via the app on your phone. You can't do it on the Switch. That's it. It's all part so of the you'd have So you'd have to have some kind of headset on your phone. Yeah. So that you're not just like talking on loudspeaker to, yeah, Christ alive. Um, Basically, to be a Nintendo fan is to be an abused spouse. Yeah. Why? Because they really do. They really do love me. Chris. What do they do to you, Matt? They keep me supporting. <laughs> oh God. Uh, oh also, God. Breath of the Wild is really, really good. Okay, you've been playing on the Wii U. Yeah. Which it was made for originally. Um, it started off in development for Wii U, and it split off into Switch. But would you say they're roughly the same game, Switch does, like, slightly... They're exactly the same game. Well, there you go. The best of um, both worlds! I think they both have frame rate issues. Not happening, then. Not happening, I'm so sorry. That's, that's fine. Switching over to, uh... Should we cover... We talk Let's about talk Xbox about Let's talk about PlayStation. Because they, they didn't show Last of Us 2. No! It was name dropped at some point. I don't know if it was in the presentation, yeah, it but it was named. There's no trailers. It was name dropped somewhere. I think it was like in an interview pre the thing. Yeah, there was a lot of that pre. pre lot, the... Loads of great games coming up, like you know, uh, this year or the next year. We released that last was part two. It was like, oh, they're going to show that at the conference, and then they didn't. Uh, I stayed up and watched some of it. Actually, I caught the God of War footage. God of War looks good. <clears throat> it does look pretty good. great. It's not God of War, is it? Yes. Well, the the, the violence is there, but it's not the same. I mean. It's we'll, of, we'll get into God of War again a bit later, but like you've been playing God, some God of, of War, War lately. I've been playing some God of War lately. It's not the same game. No, like, it's far from the same. It, it feels like a different genre, even. But it is Kratos. <clears throat> yeah, with a sweet ass beard. Yeah, and a big axe. <clears throat> and a big ass. And axe, a, axe, and a son. And a son. That's all I've got. And a son. And a son. Gotta get them guns, son. He seems like he's mellowed a lot. Has he though? Has he mellowed? <laughs> On the surf, oh yes. I don't think he has mellowed. I think he's aged like a fine wine. Fine demigod-esque wine. Well, he's been left in the barrel for too long and now he's got to finish. Nice. I mean, ew, but nice. But also, nostalgia. Huzzah! Uh, what else we got? We uh, got... Uncharted Lost Legacy, a bit more footage of Shad. Uncharted Lost Legacy, that's going to be great. Uncharted 4 was awesome. And like also that. nicely being reduced, uh, like if, if you bought because originally it was DLC, wasn't it? Yeah. So if you, if you paid for like, the ultimate version of, of Uncharted 4 back in the day, mm-hmm. you get Lost Legacy free. You'll get the download free. Um, for the rest of us, it's like, what? So it's a DLC that turned into like a six, seven hour campaign? No, we want it. We want to play it. And it's like, okay, well, it's going to come out physical and digital, and it's going to be relatively low priced. Yeah. Last, last I checked for the UK, the physical copy is going to be twenty nine ninety nine. And the digital copy is going to be twenty four next time. I would, I would, <clears throat> I would like twenty. Me too. I'd rather, I'd rather the physical be twenty five and the digital be twenty. That'll, that'll come down to how, how much you really. Yeah. Um, As an Uncharted fan, I'd like it. I'd like it on my shelf next to 
you like the collection. I do enjoy the occasional zombie game. Oh. What about Days Gone? Now, what is Days Gone? Good sir, kind sir. It's a bunch of bikers and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of guns. Oh, I thought you were going to say it chickens. Fine. It looks like a zombie game with loads of guns on screen at once. What's the one by um, the guy who thinks he's a cinematographer because two of his games have been sort of like films, but people could probably do it better? Oh, David Cage. That's the one. He did Heavy Rain and... Which I, which I, to be, to, to, admittedly, I enjoy Heavy Rain. They're on PlayStation now. I'm probably going to check them out at some point. Heavy Rain's a lot of fun, um, uh, and I've not played Beyond Two Souls. They keep coming up in, in a sale. In fact, I think Beyond Two Souls is in our, Souls is in our local Astro on PS3 for like five they, pounds. They bundled them and re-released them. For like six quid. Occasionally, PS4. they go down to like six quid uh, on the sales. I've got the original copy of Heavy Rain now, picked it up on release, so my, but my father-in-law's borrowing it, and he's not really finished with it. And I love it, because it's got uh, the origami killer, like when you're first installing the game, yeah. there's a little piece of paper in there, and it teaches you how to do the little crane. Um, and <clears throat> I'm like, no, not that yet. Um, <laughs> I never had that glitch, so I never got to live that. But like, you know, it's basically you make the little origami figure that's yeah, in the cover. Yeah. So it's like, oh wow, the game just randomly came with a collector's item. That's quite cool, because it's obviously like, printed on things, so it looks all bloody and, yeah, and yeah. wet. Um, I enjoyed Heavy Rain. I played it twice, I think. And, I mean, I've got to play about seven other times to get all the endings. But... I played about five minutes of it. I was like, this seems odd. From the beginning? Because that's not the best five minutes to play. No. The beginning, the beginning, it's, it's like, there's like an hour of, of depressed dad simulator. Yeah. Where you're just walking around your own house going, oh, this is how things work. You don't get any trophies for any of that shit. I did, I did the, de- the detective with his magic boots. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the crime scene at the train station. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's some other bits and pieces. Um, I didn't play Beyond Two Souls, but I wanted to. The game that got constantly confused with The Last of Us because they came out around the same time. Um, and Ellie bears... A, is it Ellie in The Last of Us? Ellie in The Last of Us. Bears a striking yeah. resemblance to Ellen Page. She looks a lot more like Ellen Page pre-release. Yeah. By the time it came out, they tweaked it to make her look more, look, look more like... Yeah, <clears throat> which Ellen Page and her management got really annoyed about um, because a lot of people were asking, continued to ask her about The Last of Us and were annoyed because they were like, how many more times do we have to say I'm not involved in that game? And it's like, oh. But I believe, wasn't there a thing where she was tied to it at some point? I think so, maybe. Not and and remember, it's, it, it's, it's something to do with the casting director yeah. of both the games. and oh, All I know is Willem Dafoe is in Beyond Two Souls, which I probably... And it's cr- it's Willem Dafoe. He could offer you a biscuit and you make you shit yourself. It's a, it's a party. You gotta take the party favor. Go to the party. Be fun. Do you have a favor? Just see on the window. Just grab oh, yeah. that now. Just go grab him. Grab him. The whole chair and everything. Uh, this is an action figure of Norman Osborn from the Spider-Man 2002 movie range. Just pass it here. Oh. So you, you take the little Willem Dafoe. Have a look at him. Yeah. So it's, it's a little action figure of Willem Dafoe, little Norman Osborn. It's not bad likeness, is it? It's pretty good. I got a loose. Now, as you can see from the chair, it's the chair that he hangs the mask on. It's sun dyed now from yes. the back. Look at that. Uh, oh, that's sun dyed. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's 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 the goblin's chair. Now these batteries haven't been changed or anything since two thousand two. Listen to this. And then my favorite favorite one. If you look at the eyes glowing when he talks, yeah, so my yeah. favorite one. All Ooh. things he definitely would not have said to himself. Look, I never realized how sun dyed this had become. Getting 
And I think I think that's pre being on that window ledge as well. Because like, why would that be a different color than that? Because they're different plastics, maybe. Oh, they're the same plastic. How very strange. I think you've just been masturbating with it too much. That is true. I do like to wrap a little plastic woolen defoe around my uh, cock. Well, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Speaking of Norman Osborn, um, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <coughs> was it thing? Uh, uh, that ended the presentation. Got to see a nice, lovely, long trailer. Lots of quick time events. Yeah. However, however, events. mid-cinematic. Yeah. Well, so I'm kind of fine with that because it sort of keeps you on, keeps you in paying attention. You yeah. can't just casually, you can't put the controller down during those bits. And well, go, as he threw it on, and journalists started to get like hands-on foot, like hands-on time with it and stuff. That's the devs of Insomniac making it who made Ratchet and Clank. And, uh, yeah. Great <clears throat> um, so they're good. At, they're good at traversal and, and fun. So. They turned around and said, yeah, we're, we're keeping that stuff at a minimum for like the big story beat mm. stuff that you can't reliably control in yeah. a way so to keep it looking cinematic. But we're, we're, we're trying to keep that stuff to a minimum. It's just there for the idea being the idea being that when you get to a big plot point, you can't just stick the controller down and watch like yeah. you are still Spider-Man. Anything yeah. could happen. And he's, you know, Marvel, they said that Marvel turned around and said that you can't kill anyone. Yeah, that's so. He, yeah. So, yeah, so he, it. And what the nice there are combo the moves where you knock people off the roof, yeah. and then as they're flying back, you web them, pull them back up, and punch them in the face. It looks like Arkham Combat, whether it feels like Arkham Combat. I'd be fine with that. And here's the thing: this is something I found really weird. A lot of the press coverage of that footage yeah. was going like, "Oh my god, and it's it's an open world city, like swing around a Spider-Man. We haven't felt anything like this. Like I think Spider-Man Two back in 2004 was the last. I'm like, every Spider-Man Where game apart from Shattered Dimensions and Edge of Time since 2004 has done that. Every single one. Not as the well. Movie, like, not perhaps, well. I would argue, and this is the only time I would ever argue in its favour, that the Amazing Spider-Man 2 game has the best swinging out of all the Spider-Man games so far. Because they alternate the webs between L2 and R2. So R2's your right arm, L2's your left. So you begin to like form a natural kind of motion when you're swinging. And you can't just hit a button and hope for the best. Like You have yeah. to... If, you, if there was a building to your left, you need to make sure you swing left. But if you do, you can anchor it sideways and swing around on a sort of bigger axis. Amazing Spider-Man 2 is fun for a free roam. That's about it. It's a terrible game. But everyone's been sort of going on about the art harkens back to Spider-Man 2 and isn't that great? And I keep thinking, all of these games journalists, every single one who said that, haven't played a Spider-Man game since Spider-Man 2. No. Which is such a weird thought. It's like, wait. In seven, seventeen, in thirteen years, you've missed Ultimate Spider-Man, Spider-Man Three, Spider-Man Three for the PlayStation Three, Spider-Man Friend or Foe, terrible, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, great, Spider-Man Web of Shadows, brilliant, um, Spider-Man Edge of Time, um, Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man Two. You've ignored all of those. Get there's a lot of Spider-Man games that have been out in that time. A lot of people ignored a lot of those games. Yeah, but it just it just seems odd that they're all. Like pretending like none have ever ha- none have happened since, especially when some of them like Shattered Dimensions, Web of Shadows, and Ultimate Spider-Man, pretty damn great. It seems weird that they'd sort of pretend they never happened. I just don't think they've been on a lot of people's radar. Well, I don't know about that, you little bugger. Uh, what else? <laughs> oh, one weird thing that Sony did. <laughs> My ass. What else? Oh, it's called they... Mister Negative as a villain in the yes, game. Yes, that's pretty cool. And it's its own continuity as well. Yeah, they've said and... that it's in their own continuity, which will be interesting considering who they revealed at the end yeah. of the footage. Cheeky little, uh, cheeky little fucking Miles Morales. Cheeky little Miles with, Morales. With, um, with Gank? 
keep getting so, yeah. yeah, well, it's just one of those returns where you see him and his side profile, you're like, hang on. Hang on! <laughs> so, yeah. Apparently, Peter's 23 in this game. I just... I make so he's, man. So he's younger, so he's young adult post-college Peter. I, I make... Mm, Alright, no, okay, fair play. Because it is... It's, yeah. Yeah, agreed. 20-something New York Peter, I can go for that. Yeah. But we don't know how much of a role Miles is going to play in this. Yeah. Well, it's, as it's his own continuity, it could be more of a Robin kind of thing, where mm-hmm. Miles kind of assists and gets into that world, and the PS at the end of this game is... Oh shit! Bad boy, bad boy. Uh, maybe not boy. <laughs> that's Comics probably be a it. bit. That's probably a bit. <laughs> Amalgam Comics did it. Smaller Spider Man. <laughs> Small Spider. Ah, yes. Tiny Spider. Spider Man. Spider. Amazing Spider Man. Spider Dude. Spider Dude. Spidude. 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 Splatoon. Splatoon Two, starring Miles Morales. Um, I'm up for that. Miss Negative, awesome. I I I messaged Dan Slot after the reveal. Was like, how long have you had to keep? Quite about that, and he went. Ages. I mean, there was hints so that it was gonna, Mr. Negative was going to be a big part of it after last year's reveal footage yeah, because the, inner demons, the demons, demons. Yeah, um, but there was no like that was just like footage in a way where you were like they're just giving us something to show us. Yeah. So it could be that they were part of the game, but it looks like Mr. Negative Ma- Martin Lee is going to be like, if not the big bad, is going to be sort of the main plot you follow through. Maybe some kingpin as well. Yes. Some hot kingpin action. Some hot sweaty fisk. Um. Some fisk. We got a good fisking. Everyone likes a good fisting. Um, <laughs> one weird thing that Nintendo, 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 Sony did was again they announced a bunch we of like games to play. In, the, in the pre-show. Yes, they weren't in the show. Yeah, but they announced Indie Darling Undertale is coming to PS4 and Vita. It's coming to Vita, and that was the only mention of <clears> Vita <throat> in the entirety of E3. Considering Vita is the bastard, the the redhead bastard stepchild of Sony. Yeah. I'll, if they just went, there are no new Vita releases coming out for the rest of this year, except a port of Undertale. I'd go, okay, yeah, fair enough. I'll, nice. I'll buy the crap out of that when it comes out. I've, I I've just, wanted to play that for the longest time. I'd just like them to acknowledge that the Vita exists. Yeah, especially because yeah. in Japan they're making new models all the time. I was watching mm. a video yesterday about like a neon orange. Ooh. It's gorgeous. Without that whole screen on the original, like my my I've got the original one. You got the like, original. Your screen's better. I than uh, than the slim, which is what I've got. That means your yeah. slim still looks fucking nice. Yeah, they, they both handle really nice. I, I like. I sort of feel having handled yours, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> and recently unearthed my PSP. Your Vita feels like somewhere between my slim and oh, the I PSP. Because like, I've got a sl- I've got a slim PSP. I've got the I old PSP. Yeah. I really like that as well. I just there's just something about PlayStation hardware that I just really really like. Even I've, I've got I've got a few friends who have who have. Xboxes and they've been Xbox kids pretty much since the PC came out. Yeah, yeah. And they always swear by the controllers, but I still always like to go back to the DualShock. It's the consistency. I don't know why. It's the consistency. Since the PlayStation 1, it's been the same layout. The same basic layout has been there. And yeah. even on the handhelds, the two handhelds have had one with just one DualStick and now one with two. I was playing, my PS Vita saved my life last night. It's, if you live in the UK, you, you're, you're on the same radar as us. It's hot as balls. It's so at the hot minute. right now. It's so warm. Um, so last night I couldn't sleep, so I, I popped into the office, and I turned the PS4 on, just look at the, the on switch, sat back in bed, powered up my Vita, and remote played Marvel Heroes Omega for about an hour. It helped Pretty me out, because I was lying there, just like, I can't sleep, I'm so warm. Played Marvel Heroes for an hour, felt great. Just like, See, that, again, that's, that's something that's beautiful with the Vita, is that even if you don't, even if you don't want to buy it, because you don't want to buy, you know, because let's be fair, 
it's like 90% JRPGs is, is the sort of stuff you can buy physically for that what console. JRPGs? Oh, they are great. I mean, the other day I was looking through it again. I, you bought me Persona 4 for my birthday. Oh, so good. Which is fucking great. Um, but I was looking back. They've got every previous version of 1, 2, and 3 on, on the uh, PlayStation Store for Vita. Well, the only version of 3 they've got from Vita is the PSP version, which is slightly put down from its two versions. But if you wanted to play but yeah, you all play three it. chapters, yeah. uh, sorry, all four chapters prior to the PS4 Persona 5, it's like, oh my god, I can play these on the Vita. Final Fantasy games. There is a sense of no, 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 but I mean, if you just wanted to like, see the evolution of the yeah. series, for example. Well, like, um, Final Fantasy games on the Vita. They're there. You want to play the Metal Gear Solid HD remakes? Oh, look, you there they play, are on the Vita. You can, on, on the Vita, you can play Final Fantasy 1, 2, and 3 for the PSP versions. Yeah. PS1 versions of 4, 5, and 6. No, yeah. PSP version of 4, PS1 versions of 5 and 6. Yeah. And the PS1 version of 7, 8, and 9. And the HD remasters of 10 and 10, too. Yeah. So essentially. You can play the first 11 Final Fantasy games. If you can find a second-hand PS Vita somewhere, and you just want to play... If you've got, say, like, 200 quid to spend, and you can find a second one for about 100 quid, a second-hand one for, like, 100 quid, and then spend 100 quid on the on the PlayStation Store on the Vita, you're going to have a freaking good time. Like, there's so much good stuff on there. Yeah. And it does suck that they're not supporting it. Because, again, like, even, even so if much... you don't want games, buy it so you can have remote play. But so much so you can stuff... play your PS4 elsewhere in the house when you aren't allowed access to your PS4. You can be playing on it. So much of the indie stuff that right. PS4, particularly the stuff that ends up in the uh, in PlayStation Plus every month, is cross-buy for PS Vita as yeah. well. So that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, no, I really like my... My only problem is that remote play... Remote play doesn't work very well for me at home if I'm in bed because for some reason the walls are just too thick for the Wi-Fi to penetrate from my living room to my bedroom, which is just down the hall. Perfect walls um, for murdering. Yeah, perfect walls for murdering. Um, but <laughs> not for not for stopping sound. Also, I've been playing out around with PlayStation now, uh, which is great and it's great on the Vita, but they're stopping service for that on everything but PS4 and PC on the 19th of August. Oh, so that kind of sucks. That's sort of stupid. So. Why? Like, people still play the PS3 like crazy. No, no. You're still streaming PS3 games, hmm. but after the August 19th, you'll only be able to use it on PS4 and PC. So you won't be able to use it on... Oh, no, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, like, you can't use it on the PlayStation 3 anymore. No. Oh, so that's so that's one less reason to sort of... If people still have a PS3 and they're not bought into the, the you know current generation mm-hmm. yet, because they're like, I've got so much I can still do on here, what's the point? They're going to slowly run out of reasons to keep the PS3 now, and they're going to have to move on to the PS4. Yeah, but I mean, I'll, a lot of the PS4, that's part of the point of PS now, is to be able to play PS3 games on PS4. It's their yeah. equivalent to backwards compatibility. It just needs PS2 and PS1 games on there. I think they said they're going to bring PS4 games to it in the future films. We've, we've said we said this last week, I think, as well. Like, if they just turn around and went, look, here's a PS4 system that can play everything. I'd buy it in a heartbeat. Which fucking Microsoft keep doing. Like, they've, just, they've now turned around and said that original Xbox games are coming to the Xbox One now. Yeah. As well as 360 games. Oh, God. Over, like, you just put the disc in. You just put the disc in. Oh, they'll look, they, they've got it in their database. They go, oh, you got it. Yeah. Here it is. Downloaded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Microsoft, if guys. If you bought it digitally, you don't even have to put the disc in. You, it'll just be in your library. Give me an Xbox with a DualShock and I'll be happy. Can be done. Can be done. It can uh, be done. It will be done. What else have we got from E3 before we move on to um, uh, emails? Oh, fucking Skyrim. And the Skyrim. game that never dies. Skyrim for Switch and Skyrim VR for PlayStation 4 VR. So, Skyrim for Switch. Uh, Basically, the Skyrim we've already got. But you can use a Link works. to get a 
Master Sword and the Link costume in in Skyrim. How do you use the amiibo with the Switch? Is there like a plug-in and you stick them on it like a Disney Infinity sort no, of base? No, it's built into the Switch. So you just put the, the amiibo near the Switch? Yeah. The, and it the, goes like... Re- uh, it's built into the Wii U as well, so like the Wii U tablet yeah. controller. There's a little thing There's a little thing on it and you put the amiibo over that. I haven't got any amiibo, so I haven't used it for anything. Really. Oh, okay. I didn't wonder how it works. It's, it's built into the Wii U <clears> gamepad. It's built into the new 3DS so yeah <laughs> deep breath deep breath yeah, yeah. so there's two models of 3DS there's 3DS 3DS XL and there's the new 3DS and new 3DS XL and also coming around the pipe there's a new 2DS XL basically the new models are faster and stronger and tougher and they have a C they have a C stick so they t- kind of not quite have two analog sticks and also have amiibo support built in rather than having to buy a dongle for each like the, the original 3DS Switch has it built in. Question: When you use an amiibo, is it like Infinity in Skylands where you have to place the figure onto something? I believe so. Yes, but that something is built into the Wii U controller slash new 3DS slash Switch. So you'd only you should just like touch it against them once, and then the console goes, "Hey, you got this thing! Yeah, cool! Yeah. Okay." That's why I was wondering if it was like you had to keep them there permanently. No, not all. I'm just imagine. I'm just imagining a um a, a Nintendo Switch commercial where you know they're setting up the thing on the plane and trying to yeah. strategically <laughs> balance a link on no, top no, you of just it touch at all it. times. You, as far as I'm aware, because like I said, I've not got any meatballs, so I've not tried it. You just touch it and it's jerk like, it. Cool. Just jerk it. Just, it? just, just pound it. Just pound it. Um, what have I got? Like, but the the, the thing with the meatballs, they work across multiple games, and not all of them work on all games, and not all of them do the same thing on all games. It's very pointless. Mm. Convoluted. I think it's probably got more legs than the Skylanders slash Disney Infinity model because they keep bringing out new games that use all the Amiibos. Yeah. For various yeah. reasons. Yeah. Uh, keep bringing out new, new Amiibos. Like there's some new Amiibos coming out for the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild DLC. Okay. Oh. So Zelda Amiibo, Link Amiibo specifically, can interact with Skyrim for Wii. For Wii. For, for Switch. Uh, Switch. Yeah. But also Skyrim's coming back as a new game, sort of... For PlayStation VR, no, it's just coming out as a VR game. But uh, but you don't play it in full. Like you, you progress through the story, but you're static as you play. So you just sort of oh, shunt cool. forward. It's like yes. se- it's like severed. You just press because, forward and you're suddenly further a bit because more. You can't and move. then you get attacked by an eyeball because you can't move in 3D without being sick. Why it's always boggled my mind why people mm. are like obsessed with playing things like Skyrim. Fallout 4 VR was announced for PC as yeah, well. Like people are obsessed with playing Skyrim and Fallout 4 in VR. You can't move around. You can't move around like you can normally in those games in VR because it just makes you sick. So what are you fucking... That's, I think that's why um, uh, Until Dawn... Uh, what's, what's the Until Dawn VR called? Uh, Rush of Blood. Rush of Blood. I think that's why that's been one of the most consistently most praised VR games. Shooter. Because it is, yeah. it's on a rail. You're in a car and it's a ride. It's it's like four hours long in total if you want to do everything and whatever. And it's, you know what I mean? In that, it's, it's a novelty and it sort of works well. Um, what else? Oh, oh man. Just, um, the reason I reference Severed is because I've been playing a lot of Severed this last week. Good, yeah. Severed is great. That's, that's one of those games where I'm like, oh my god, this has been made completely with the Vita in mind as the only place for this to work. Good PC game. How, how would you play game. it on PC? Maybe the mobile game, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure, actually. It's amazing. It is amazing. Because um, again, all you need is the analogue stick and the touchscreen. Those are your controls. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, I really right. like it. I really like it a lot. I'm digging it. I found my, uh, spoiler alert, I found my dead brother. Oh. Yeah, and, the crow, and then I thought, a crow golem. 
Golem made of crows. Right, let's move on to Dimitri <laughs> because my laptop is just just doesn't want to carry on. Damn so you, laptop! So let's right. let's let's plow through these emails. That we've plow got through you in a minute. So. We're going to go quite far. Back. We're going to go back all the way, all the way. What? Bits of June. What? Um, Luke Horton. Here's a who? Uh, I dare say there will be who since who's the winner. <laughs> oh, yes. Here we go. Okay. Luke Horton! I'm sure we've answered some of these questions before. What's quick fire? Let's see what happens. If you think it's a question we've already answered, we'll quick fire. And if you think it's a question we have yet to answer, we'll slow fire. No, it's not. But this is Luke. Remember Luke, he likes to answer his own questions. Um, <laughs> hiya to you, Big Damn Podcast. All answer sheet, Luke. Uh, hiya to <laughs> you, Big Damn Podcast hosts and listeners. Of course, don't forget the listeners. I am one of them myself. We never forget the listeners. I, I wish I could. First, I must correct myself on something I said last week. <laughs> John Hughes was not involved in the production of Vegas Vacation. He was not involved. Oh, god damn, We were going to pull you up on that, Luke, but you got yourself out of it. I literally don't remember that Oh, it's been a while. That's why we record these things, because they don't have a very good memory. It's um, been a while. On Saturday, <laughs> on Saturday, I went to Collectomania 24 for a couple of hours and had a great time meeting Charisma Carpenter. Cordelia oh, we know wow. who Cordelia, We know who Charisma Carpenter is. And Kai Owen, Reese from Torchwood. Hey, um, lovely man. He, uh, here are some questions with a comedy theme answered by yours truly. I'm, I'm, I must say, I find this, I find comedy this strange answering your own questions. Slightly strange. It's, it's content. Yeah, content. Content. <laughs> uh, Chris, I noticed that you've stated that you're not a fan of the American sitcom format, and Matt, I don't know about you. Nobody does. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, do you like any British comedies? Blackhander, Miranda, etc. <laughs> you said comedies. Only one of those is a comedy. <laughs> My answer, I like many British sitcoms. That's, that's diplomatic, Luke. Diplomatic, to say the least. Uh, Miranda's not a comedy because it's not funny. Um, it may market itself as a comedy, and Miranda Hart may be talented and all that, but it's not a funny show. Um, Blackadder, however, is yes. We've talked at length about Red Dwarf on the show. You have done a Red Dwarf episode, yeah. Um, yeah, Blackadder's good. Um, League of Gentlemen, not so much. League of Gentlemen, great. It's a sketch show, but Um, Uh, Mighty Boosh, big fan of. My girlfriend loves Peep Show. I'm not massively keen on it myself. Father Ted. I'm not a great fan of cringe comedy. Ah, how do you feel about Father Ted then? Because that is sort of a mix. Yeah, again, like... I mean, it's, it's, it's character sitcom, but it, it's, it's a, a lot of it is down to misunderstandings. If the comedy comes from, like, be, it being cringy misunderstandings between characters... Yeah. Something about it that just like, makes me uncomfortable. Uh, Interesting, okay. Yeah. Cringe comedy is not like... Toast of London! That's a good one. Who fucking kidding me? It's Derek Sibley. <laughs> and then it's Good night, sweetheart. <laughs> the first so episode good. of that is one of the best first episodes of a new show ever because it just makes you go, Sorry. Sorry, what? She looks like Bruce Forsyth? <laughs> no, Bruce Forsyth. Oh god, I've killed him. It's Toast of London's great. Oh, yeah. uh, Snuffbox, again, that's more of a sketch show. Psychoville. Psychoville. Oh yeah, it's like Psychoville. Um, we're, talk, we're talking about sitcoms, aren't we, specifically? Flight of the Concords? Uh, like Flight of the yeah. Concords. Um, coupling had its moments. Back when yeah. coupling was a thing. Yeah. Um, 
else we've got sitcom. Does Curb Enthusiasm count as a sitcom? Yeah, but it's it's a situation I so. comedy. I wouldn't have said so in the way that I don't think Arrested Development is a sitcom necessarily. I think they sort of bleed into something else, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Like you wouldn't count The Office either version as a sitcom, but it kind of is. It is but a sitcom, it, it but it, at the yeah. same time, it's like it's kind of its own thing. And I like the American Office. I like it more than like the British Office. Yeah, I do too. Because yeah. of the way it focuses on the the side characters more after the first season. Um, Rather than it just all being about the manager. Um, Black Books. Black Books. Lots of Black Books. I'm Alan Partridge. Quite like yeah. a lot, actually. Anything with Alan Partridge in it. Oh, um, and, uh, ooh, does the Muppet Show? I, don't, I know it's a variety show, but it's a, it's a show about the people making the I variety guess it, I guess show. It's a comedy, yeah. The Muppet Show is pretty. And I don't, I don't mean the, the, the recent mockumentary. I've not seen that. I mean, I mean The Muppet Show. Parks and Rec. Yeah, I've, you know, I've still got into that. I've got a feeling I need to skip. I've got a feeling I need to I've randomly just start from like series two. I've seen all of it. I started series one, I wasn't bowled over. But... Uh, you get more Chris Pratt in series two. Well then, sign me up for a health-based prescription. Fucking that show. He's so good at it. I've seen a lot of the outtakes where he just screws people over like crazy. Nick Offerman's amazing. Amy Amy Poehler's amazing. Um, Aubrey Plaza is fucking incredible. Everyone in that show is incredible. Aziz Ansari is fantastic. (laughs) It's so good. Um, Yeah, no, I like a lot of a lot of comedies, but I'm there's also a lot of comedies that are really, a lot of the comedies that are really, really popular, I tend not to like. Like, I think Big Bang Theory is dog shit. Yeah, no, um, I, I agree. If you enjoy it, great, but um, we, we we will send you a care package. Yeah. Of things that we think you would benefit from more. I think Friends had its moments, but it's very. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get why that is um, was as big as it was. I think... I'll never understand that. Yeah. The only episode of Friends that has ever actually made me proper belly laugh was the one where Ross gets a spray tan. I don't think Family Guy or American Dad is a thing anymore. No. But we watched it we watched an American Dad episode last night, or my girlfriend did, that it that was um not right. So oh, Stan God. drinks a bottle of what's his wife's name? Francine. Francine's wine. And then he has to go him and Roger have to go on a quest to recreate it by Hang then, on, that's then, the plot of a Black Books episode. And then, and then Roger, Roger ends up living in a town, and it's basically a whole, a whole episode pastiche of sleeping with the enemy with Rod, with Roger and Julia Roberts. Only it turns out that Manchester falls in love with his leader, and he will call cult, and Stan comes to save. And we watched a whole episode, and neither of us laughed once. Yeah, not even not even it thinks not it's even funnier than it is. It was. Absolutely leaden. Um, South Park's very up and down, but mostly good. Um, first, oh, Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers is fucking great. Mm. Give Bob Burgers a watch. I give Archer a push. I quite like the I first like series. I've not yeah. seen more than I'm the first series. I'm way behind on it, but I, I do quite like it. That's another show that just changes genre, doesn't it? A couple of times. Like it changes yeah. format with no explanation. It's like, now it's a 40s detective show. It's like, okay, fair enough. Um, for anything from the first ten years of The Simpsons. Yeah. First, again, first three years of Family Guy before its cancellation, I again, recommend. We've been watching recent Simpsons episodes on and off, and I'm just like... They're fine. Like, they're fine. Not, not laughing at all. It's, it's when it, not Do funny. you know what feels weird with The Simpsons? Whenever they mention technology from the last ten years. Yeah. It feels really strange, because it feels like they exist in a bubble. 
Yeah. Like, I, I They're didn't, in the late I 80s, early 90s. When I first noticed in the recent years, their TV was now a flat screen. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's all right, because they didn't make a thing of it. It's just like, oh, shit, that is what TV... Okay. That's what TVs, that's what like TVs are now. Fair enough. Like, that was... It was a big change, but it was subtle. The well, only time I ever really it noticed it was the back of it in the corner of the couch gag. And that was it. I was like, oh god, it's a flat screen. Oh, okay. But it's when Bart's like doing stuff on an app. And I'm just like, this feels weird. Yeah. This feels so weird. weird. Um, favourite action comedy film? <laughs> oh god. Of the Naked Gun. Naked Gun is great. I do love the Naked Gun trilogy. Uh, favourite action comedy film? My god. Action comedy. Is the original Casino Royale count as an action comedy or more just a comedy? Because that's a lot I of fun. Don't, I think it's more just a David, comedy. David Niven. Woody Allen. That is pretty um, um, Action comedy. comedy. Nice Guys. I'd count that as an action nice comedy. Nice Guys. I really enjoyed that. Ooh, that's a tough one. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It's the same. Basically. It's more a musical, but it's got the best car chase in cinema history. Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers is... Oh, in fact, there it is. Going by. Hey! Nice. Um, oh, cameo from Jake and Elwood there. Love it. Love it. Um, <laughs> We'd like to thank all the representatives of the Illinois law enforcement community who've chosen to join us in the ballot ballroom at this time. Action comedy. I don't know. I don't think on that one. I mean, anything Schwarzenegger did in the late 80s, early 90s, essentially. Last Action Hero. Last Action Hero. Oh, yeah, no. None of the Shane Baskets as well. Is it? Yeah. I don't know that. Oh. It's, I think it was, it was other people writing on it as well, but. Hot Fuzz! Hot Fuzz! Hot Fuzz! Yeah! There we go! Hot, well, yeah, hot I think fuzz. that takes the cake, to hot be fuzz. honest. Um, Look at the size of his Favourite comedy group? My answer, Monty Python. We know exactly what both our answers are going to be. Mmm. Only Gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Only yeah. Gentlemen. And not, they've not produced a lot, like, in terms matter. of stuff that you can go back on. Python are very close second. Yeah, but Python also worked together for really. That's true. Well, yeah, but then on and off with the films afterwards, I suppose. Like, they, they got back together yeah, enough. on and off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we said Monty Python, not Eric Idle presents Monty Python. Uh, oh, snap. Best joke. <laughs> My answer, I can't think of any. We'll try to have one ready for next week. Hashtag DWSR. My favourite joke. Um, it's going to get us in trouble. If the answer to the question is my cock Robin, what's the question? <laughs> what's that up my ass, Batman? <laughs> oh no! Favourite comedy song. My answer: Monty Python. I like Chinese. <laughs> my. The waiters never are rude. Um. Oh God. Uh Favourite comedy song? Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota by Weird Al Yankovic. That is great. That is great. That is great. That is great. <laughs> White and Nerdy by Weird Al. Yeah. Anything by Weird Al, really. Uh, Hardware Store by Weird Al. <laughs> so good. Um, they're not really songs, more poems, but anything by Shel Silverstein. Um, oh, shit, you know, favourite comedy song? God, that's difficult. Anything by Stephen Lynch. Anything by Tim Minchin. And anything by Bo Burnham. Pretty much. Both, pretty much. Especially both, don't you? Yeah, oh god. Both together. Both. Oh my god. Yeah, the Shepherd's Bush Empire. Yeah, because that was, um, because I've seen him three times, so I got a bit confused. I was like, when, when did we, what? Yes, we did. Because 
it was after he'd done words, 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 and he was preparing material for the Watt tour. So it was a mix of, because he didn't do many UK dates at that point, yeah, he just yeah. did the French. It was a mix of words, 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 and some new stuff he was testing, including the poetry, which showed up in Watt. Um, nerds. That was like when he was first practicing Nerds, which is. Because the things with Bo Burnham, my favourite Bo Burnham songs aren't the funny ones. They're the ones that are kind of depressing when you mm. think about them. Like Nerds, like the Kanye rant from the end of Make Happy, uh, like Art is Dead. Like I love that sort of stuff because it's just unabashedly kind of sad the more you think about it. But you can't help but giggle when it's happening. Um, oh, and anything by Bill Bailey, obviously. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we like Bill Bailey. Um, okay. <laughs> the, fr- the French Ambulance song. That's a good one. Have you seen? Have any of you seen Pompidou? If so, did you notice the reference to Saturday's Doctor Who? No. <clears throat> no, this, is, this um, has been a couple of Doctor Who's back. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, uh, I, I've never seen Pompidou, but I've, I, I think it's it's proof that Matt Lucas is a smart comedy performer because he went. Do you know what we've not had since Mr. Bean? A relatively silent comedy show that could translate to multiple territories quite easily, and he made it. I think they do, did they do a whole series for the BBC, sure, yeah. then Netflix, and I think a second order's been made. But yeah, I mean that's that's it's just a smart move. It's yeah. a smart move. Yeah, good on him. Um, thanks for answering these questions. Hope this didn't end up in your spam, 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 spam. Lovely spam, wonderful spam. By the by, any suggestions for ways to say goodbye? The other these emails and run out of ideas, like many American sitcoms are starting to. Oh, I do like some American sitcoms, actually, many. Ta-ta. Oh, that's why I should have never emailed. Luke, just start with an extra Many sentence. American sitcoms. Um, just say bye. That's all you need to do. <clears throat> you don't have to be... I just cut off in the middle of a sentence. That was like, you just cut off in the middle of a sentence like that. That's how you do it. Um, <laughs> with a dash. E- Ian. Ian. Hey! Ian. Ian. He's got some quick, quick shot, quick shot reviews. Fire, us. fire them at us, Matt, with your um, cannon, your mouth cannon. We've not read this one, have we? No, we've not. No, we haven't. Um, because we're behind, I've lost track. Um, <laughs> dear CJ MW, epic review email. What? My mini review of Alien Covenant. Oh, it's fine. I laughed a lot, especially about the backburst. I don't think that was a thing that they wanted you to do. Can't wait for the art book. Seven out of ten. Can't wait for the art book. I agree with that. That's a good amazing. review. I wasn't <laughs> laughing at the backburst though, but okay, I did quite enjoy it. Can't uh, wait for the art book. Seven out of ten. My little. <laughs> My little paragraph review of Pirates of the Caribbean 5, oh, yeah. Dead Men on Hill, Slash Alexander's Revenge. It was like a 2002 sequel where it's the kids of the main cast. Also, it's this the third goodbye now. Yeah, 7 out of 10 for different reasons than Alien Covenant. I think you and I have very different ideas about what 7 out of 10 means. <laughs> Just going to put that out there. Um, my five-word review of Wonder Woman. Haven't seen it, probably won't. What? No, I, I would. I would go uh, see it's it. Better, it's better than Pirates of the Caribbean 5 and Alien Covenant put together. Yeah. It's better than 7 out of 10, I'll tell you that. My favourite review of Extremists. Very Moffat. Creative. Great ideas. 8 out of 10. We definitely have a different opinion here. My favourite review of The Pyramid at the End of the World. Really just more set up. 5 out of 10. My favourite review of Live the Land. Great idea. Kind of big finish. 8 out of 10. I'm glad you enjoyed them. Would you rather travel <laughs> through space with Roger from American Dad or different parallel universes with Stewie and Brian from Family Guy? Uh, neither because neither of them are funny. Um, I mean, let's, let's be honest. Okay, if we had to pick one of those two, uh, Stewie and Brian. Really? Because at least Brian I could have a conversation with and just lock Stewie in a box somewhere. Whereas Roger is in fucking sufferable. I go with Roger in the in the faint hope that going with Roger would accidentally lead me to blips and chits. 
and then I just get with uh, I just get with Rick and Morty, and probably you, uh, probably get killed. Give me a grand save copy and plug this in behind it. Oh, because I, my, I hope you're talking about your laptop. Yeah, my laptop battery is quite as robust as I am. Hope it was dirty swallow. Um, thank you, cocker. Meats. Favorite role, dial, book for live action adaptation. Matilda, specifically the stage version, not the film. I like the film, but the stage version is amazing. Speaking of comedy music, that's Tim Minchin. You wrote the book. Yeah. How about you, Baby King? I bet you're the witches. I bet that's yours. I thought you might. Uh, it's, it's it's creepy, man. That film's there, creepy. That oh, like the chicken out, give it a happy ending. Is there any one that I like better than The Witch? I don't think there is. I've not seen the live action BFG. I hear it's good, but I've not seen it. Either, either um, Chocolate Factory adaptations? I have a soft spot, I have a soft spot for Willy Wonka. Do you like Willy Wonka in this one? Willy Wonka? <laughs> Willy Wonka and the Fudge Pack Factory. I do like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I have to say, um, do I like it more than the witches? Yes, I think I do. Oh, meats. Good sir. Definitely not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No, which is uh, an, exercise, I I an exercise in Tim. Maybe take five minutes out, Tim. I wish I could say James and Giant Peach, but it's not live action technically. It's also not good. I think we've got a nostalgic haze for that movie. I own it. It's in this room, I but I, I don't it. think it's very I good. I remember liking it. Um, Sometimes favorite... I forget when I love the What is going on? Just get to the giant box. Top three favourite Robin, 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 Robin Although Williams Although David Thewlis is a worm. So. T- top three yeah. favourite yeah. Robin Williams movies, but can't say what the other person has said. What? Alright, okay. Who wants to go oh. first? Oh shit, let's make a game you out of it You go first. Let's go th- third, then your third, then my th- second, then your second, then my yeah, first, and your um... first. Which means we have to compromise, so we might have to actually lie, just so we have a list. Okay. Okay, uh, uh... my third place. Um, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a lesson in someone being phenomenally brilliant at a concept that should be really stupid and dumb, and if it had been made at any other time with any other cast, it would have been, and instead it was really charming. Awakenings. Oh, alright, okay. Reasons? Because he's fucking brilliant in it. Fair play. And touching and beautiful, and he's beautiful performances from everyone. And he's not. Yeah, it's, it's not. I, I mean, I like Manic, Gurney, Robbie Williams, mm. who's the next one, but it's one of those movies where he really got to show his range. Uh, two, again, for the emotional, just sort of watching him take a premise that shouldn't work, and he makes it great. Hook. On, like the more I think about it, the more I'm like, it's not an amazing movie, but it's there's something really about it that's really magical, it. and it's most it's him and Dustin Hoffman specifically. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, he sells he sells that film for me. So fucking number number two, second place. Um. I'm gonna say. Oh shit! I don't even He's stroking know. the beard. This is how serious we've gotten. I gotten. don't even know. Um, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, it's not your fault for picking that after a long pause. Terrible. Didn't work. Yeah, no. Good choice. Good choice. Again, just from just the quiet stuff. He's just brilliant. In it. He's just perfect. Uh. Aladdin first place, yeah. and it's not a Robin Williams film per se, but, but it, it was it was the film it was the film that that woke me up to the 
the idea as a kid that, oh, people do the yeah. voices. And that was just what made me realise what voice acting was. It also, and and it it's also the most admirable, it's the most admirable voice acting performance from a non-voice actor ever. Because he walks away. Yeah. And and, right. and then walked away with it in a way that he was really annoyed with because he said to Disney, I'll do it, but I don't want my name plastered all over it because these Disney films sort of are their own beast. And then Disney put the genie over 60% of the poster and put Robin Williams at the top of the poster. And uh, he fell out with him. And then they made up, and he did King of Thieves and Flubber, and then probably fell out with them again. Because <laughs> he was yeah. like, oh, for God's sake. Flubber's not in anyone's three, top, top three list. Um... I'd give an honourable mention, but if it turns out to be your number one, then it'll completely screw you up. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. Um, <laughs> you can't do that. I'm trying to think of what my number one oh. all time. Hello, Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. Oh, oh, hello. Oh. That's, that's the generic Robin Williams impression ever of him. Oh. It better not be The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. It's not Baron Munchausen. <laughs> it's not Toys. No. It's not Bicentennial Man. No. Um, is it Jack? It's definitely not Jack. Is it Patch, Patch Adams? Bullshit version of the actual story, it's Adams. Definitely not Patch Adams. Um, fuck, taking all these <laughs> There's one. There's one that I that just missed out on my three. If I say it and it's your number one, you can have it. Go on, then. <laughs> thinking about it. Sure? Yeah. Fisher King. I was going to go for the Fisher King. Ah, okay, fair play. Because he's damn good in that. It's I one of those few occasions. It's Gilliam, wasn't it, directed that? Yeah, yeah. It's one of those few occasions where it just works in every way. <clears throat> Terry Gilliam is, a, is a, an odd filmmaker. Sometimes it works. He finished, um... What's it recently? Uh, uh... Oh, what was it? He was filming Lost in the Mancha. Uh, Don Quixote. Don Quixote. He finished it recently, apparently. No, I've heard. I won't believe it. I've heard tell. I don't know if he finished it, finished it, finished it, or if it's sort of like a compromise, like cut of what they got and stuff. But because there was a low-key congratulations online, and then it was being kept quiet. It was like, no, no, don't announce it. So I think they're going to do like a big. Guess what, motherfuckers? <laughs> That's some point. So yes. Jumanji. Good morning, Vietnam. Good morning, Vietnam! Yes! Alright, that's a good choice. Bye, Jumanji. <laughs> Fuck you. I was toying with the idea of Jumanji, but then I'm like, actually, no, is it? He's great in it. Yeah. The yeah. film's not great. And it is favourites, not best. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Patrick Ness. Doctor in distress. Said that if he did write... La, 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 Patrick Ness. Now, did... is this about to break our code? Where we said we would never talk about that show ever again. Patrick Ness did said that if he did write season two of that show, yeah. there would be a Weeping Angel Civil War. How would that happen? Uh, in the dark, presumably. I don't care. With their eyes closed. Alright, breaking the embargo for a second. So he, he announced publicly a few weeks ago that um, I'm not coming back to do Class Series 2. And everyone went, does that mean there is a Series 2? And he said, well, if there was, we'd be in production by now. So what he's basically saying is, well, I refuse to do it. Unless you hurry up. Beep. Yeah. And of course, no one's hurrying up. No. It didn't do well in America. Um, of course it did. And, yeah, it's... America don't uh, like good things. He, also, he said, the second series would contain uh, a Weeping Angels Civil War. Something about Quill's baby being dangerous. Yeah. 
and Matus and Charlie having chocolate, uh, shirtless wood chopping scenes. So obviously that last one's like, a, oh, see, so you missed out on that. But it just made me go, yeah, this is, I, no, I'm so glad that it's not happening. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with the, not this not happening. So, yeah. Lewis Christian. As I live, breathe. Says simply. And endorse. Alpha Centauri. Am I right? Am I right? I'm right, aren't I? (laughs) (laughs) You've seen Empress of Mars now. I've seen Empress of Mars. Which we didn't talk about last week. We didn't talk about last week. Um, Is that alright? Yeah, it's fine. One great. It's It's fine. It's, uh... Yeah, the, the show feels cheaper than it. And yeah, I, I think I, I think I figured out why. Like it looks gorgeous, it and like, feels cheap, and it's because every story is taking place in the same two or three rooms. Mm-hmm. So in that one, some caves and a bigger cave with a big gun in it. Now the tomb looked great, looked amazing. When we spent a lot of time in it, and it looks less amazing and less impressive the longer you're there. Mm. So I think that's a problem with TV in general, though. Especially genre TV. Yeah. To save costs, you have to cut down your locations quite heavily. Yeah. So. But but that makes me think. Well, look at series one of Doctor Who. That wasn't a huge budget, um, and that worked. But it's because it's character moments and they zip along. That's why I didn't mind Smile this year because not much happened in it really, but it was really nice character stuff between the Doctor and Bill. So if you have the two rooms. Give us character. Yeah. And maybe tone down the Victorian slang. Yeah. Although I did like the nod to Tooth and Claw. That was nice. Mm. Um, that's a nice bit of how to do back refs without making a thing of it. And also, Alpha Century was nice, but the music shouldn't have been there. Like, I, I think we probably would have had the same reaction at that moment. I bet your reaction was just sort of like, Oh right! Okay, well, I knew it was but funny. then the music so swells, and yeah. in a way where you're like, people who haven't seen the Peladon story is going to be like, what Which is going is on? Most people, I yeah. haven't seen the Peladon story. I mean, it's nice that it's technically a prequel to Curse and Monster of Peladon. Yeah, I mean, I'm familiar enough with those stories without having seen them to know who Officer Tory is. And it's is. nice that it's the same it's lady voicing yeah. Officer Tory, but um, eh, <laughs> it was fine. Um. I'm sure we'll get questions about it later, but we'll talk about um, Eaters of Light as well at some point. Um, Luke, or Luke, not the same Luke, different Luke than before. Ah! Ha, 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 ha. Hey, my big damn casters. Is that what we are now? It, it's Luke, the original, you might say. <laughs> the one from the that show, reviews of this ancient podcast. Can something one years old count as ancient? Well, in perspective to a Mayfly, probably, but never mind my ramblings. Well, okay, next thing. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I was thought, actually. So it's you... not the same loop. Maybe it is the same loop, but it's a previous incarnation. No, no, no. Uh, you asked for my <laughs> favourite moments in this pinnacle of podcasting and fun. Yes. But I could not stop. Just one. Oh! <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. Anytime either of you find it, I'm going to completely lose it. Either through anger or laughter. It's always pleasing to the ears. The first time we heard a letter from Tom Monty, that was a little creepy. A great enjoyment. And finally, a moment that had me howling with laughter. Anytime Chris does impressions of one of the doctors, but if I had to pick just one, Richard Herndl <laughs> from Matt and Chris play Doctor Who World, like I got mentions, or in my 10th favourite Doctor, Doctor Who Part 4, 
when he debuted blowing the horn of Rassilon, later renamed Herndl's horn in the long episode rating game. Nine is ten. Oh after my party episode god, seven. you're going back two years. That's not Big Dan. That's not. It's not. Only one of those things. Goodness me. Susan. <laughs> Hitch the tardy. Um, Give him some pineapple. It'll shut him up. I just want to thank you both for hours of entertainment. Oh, bless uh, being a shining light to the end of each week. Oh. I hope you keep up the high quality of entertainment. <laughs> oh, you got a low, you got a low bar for standards, but thank you very much. Oh, that's sweet. That's it's sweet. so right now. It's practically tomorrow. Yeah, it is. Until you break America on a high, then you bring someone new to the group and rebrand for a little dark and scary. Have a few good episodes, but mostly misses go on a year-long hiatus. Come back being over a lavish, then get changing management, and who knows what will happen then. Yours, full of whimsy and big damn love, Luke. Thanks, Luke. P.S. Oh, I will be sending in a full series review thing, whether you like it or not, once series ten is over. All right, in the podcast, you mentioned <laughs> the number of Lukes there are. In my year alone, the school there are eight, and at least six in the year below. Maybe there's a large number of Lukes in the northwest. What would you say is the critical mass of Lukes in an area? The name Luke has gone funny on me, and I'm rambling again. Goodbye, my dear. I think there have been a lot of parents who grew up during the re-release of the Star Wars uh, films in the 90s. They just called all their kids Luke. Luke! It's just a pretty good name. Luke! Blue milk! Um, yes. Finally Aww, that was very sweet. Finally mail them. We're all caught up. We can go and have a cold Frank. ice bath. Oh. No, you're going to coffee. You're going to make some cold coffee again. Matt, Matt made us a cold cup. What are they called, technically? Frappuccino? Just make an ice latte. Ice latte is fit. Matt makes ice lattes. Just, um, just so you all know. Husband material. Wife material, even. I can't make you a frappuccino. I don't have the ingredients. But you do have the or will. Or a powerful blender. You do have the will and my tongue. Ugh. And my axe! <laughs> don't do that. Um, they call it a gimli, gimli plow. Hi, Chris and Matt. Oh. Fuck. Happy anniversary, boys. I've only been here since episode 21, but I've witnessed many great moments. <laughs> this was very hard to think of, because the only thing I could initially remember or know was Matt's top the impression. But my favourite big damn cast <laughs> moment that I've been around to witness has to be when I think I mentioned the word continuity in one of my emails when talking about Doctor Who. I think it was about the sound of drums and you both passed out with manic sarcastic laughter. <laughs> Is that how Tom Monty laughs? <laughs> My favourite thing about Saturday's episode of DW was DW. Give us a kiss. Really? The, the, the teaser? Was your favourite oh, thing? He loves his teasers, does Tom Monty, if you, if you recall. No, he does a bit, doesn't he? Um, he just likes to tease He just like, he just like, he likes to tease he loves, his, he loves the next time frame. <clears throat> also, Death by Scotland was the bad line, I guess. Did you enjoy it? What did you think of the next time trailer? Also, do you remember when Missy said, I have an idea at the end of The Witch's Familiar? Yeah. Do you think we'll ever get an explanation as to how she escaped Skara? Ask that question now, no. See previous comments, Ari. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Bringing it back! Apparently, there's a live Q&A after episode 12, and people are thinking that this is a perfect time to reveal the 13th Doctor, considering they're currently filming the special. Apparently. Can't you see this happening? Hope you have a lovely big damn week, Tom. I think it's entirely possible that he's going to regenerate in episode 12. I And then Christmas think. is going to be some funky, freaky, mind palace shit involving two Doctors. That way you get a multi-Doctor story for Christmas. Because Moffat loves that shit. Which would be a terrible way to debut your new Doctor. Because the actor will not have got a feel for it yet. Try creating a brand new character, a version of a character yourself. Right, imagine... Matthew, if you win. No. You're playing the Doctor. You've got some sort of idea of how you'd approach it, but obviously what you do is you sort of make a marriage of the scripts of the first block and yourself, right? Yeah. You sort of yeah. feel around, see what happens. But in your first recording, you're playing opposite the guy currently doing it. Yeah. You're going to find yourself, via osmosis, like whether you consciously like it or not, aping them, I think. I am. I'm going to be, I'm going to be subconsciously. Yeah. Moving myself towards their trail with a lascivious eye and a hungry, open mouth. Saying you'd suck off Peter Capaldi. <laughs> Would you give your mouth to the Peter Capaldi with the red I'd, roses? I. <laughs> I'd go down on Peter Capaldi for a shot at the doctor. <laughs> I've said it now. It's on tape. Oh, God. <laughs> Side note, because I've got mental images that will stay with me forever. Uh, they will. We're not sponsored, but HMV are currently selling at the county in order to do that with any purchase. HMV. Uh, the Thick of It 4 Series briefcase shaped box, bo- uh, box set for nine ninety nine. Now, I know it's on Netflix, but if you want it, now's your chance. You do want it. <clears throat> because. You do want it. I think after. Do I think after series twelve, I'm gonna twelve series ten episode twelve. I'm gonna have to have a rewatch of the thick of it just to fill myself with Malcolm Tucker again. You want it so badly? Oh, um, what was the question earlier on? Was it about earlier on in the email? Was it a question about um? God, what was this weekend's episode called? Years of Light. Oh, it was what do you think of the next time trailer? Oh yeah. Oh well, let's 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 touch on Years of Light. And then we'll next time it right off. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was pretty good. Oh, that was fun. I think it was a bit bit too similar to Empress of Mars in that it was, here's another group of soldiers from a time period stuck somewhere with a monster. Yeah, underground for a lot of it. Yeah, but Nardole and the Doctor's interactions were nice. Yeah, Nardole was up. That's, I'm surprised by how much I've liked. No, yeah, he's been he's been my favourite thing about the series, which I never thought I'd say. In I, I just years. did not see that coming at no. all. So well at done, all. well done to them for that. Um, well done, Mister Lucas. It was nice to have Bill sort of getting some character moments again, and a lot of people on her rolled their eyes like about oh she's talking about sexuality again, like they're making it a thing. And it's like, well, yeah, it's a thing. It's yeah, but but it was it was used not. Sort of to sort of go. By the way, she's gay. Remember, she's gay. It was more to go. This is her interacting with people from back in the day, which made me think of 
like the original series. It made me think of series one where Rose would randomly break off and talk to characters from yeah, that time period. Yeah. Like it made me think of that again. Gives you perspective. Yeah, so I was fine with that. I didn't mind that. Also, I didn't mind because she's in the TARDIS again. She's not doing the Clara thing from the Muck trilogy of like, I'll see you on Wednesday. Yeah, and all that shit. It's like, the TARDIS. She's there. Goodness me, Elsbill, it's the TARDIS. Elsbill. Elsbill, it's <laughs> the pineapple chunk. Oh, well, don't, um, don't do that. So I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was nice. I thought the ending was a bit weird. Um, it feels like they're trying to say something that they're not saying it properly. Last week and this week. Yeah. Oh, um, Missy's the like, Oh, what's wrong? Are you alright? There's something wrong with you. I just find it strange. It's like, oh, she's suddenly a good guy. It's like, well, that's obviously going to turn around. Well, that's what I'm interested it? in the next episode is like seeing how that falls apart, if it falls apart. But, yeah. like, why would she suddenly be a good guy? Like, Missy's been one of the more, like, openly murderous incarnations of the Master. Maybe she is trying. Maybe she does want to be friends with him. But it's the, that would make more sense to me. If there was no, we didn't know Gallifrey was out there still. It'd make more sense to me that, that the other incarnation, like, cause that was the thing with the Master. At the end of Last of the Time Lords, he would rather die than let the Doctor win through kindness and love. Like, he lets him, he stops, he wills himself to not regenerate so that the Doctor can't, like, keep him around and sort of try and rehabilitate him. Now, it's a new incarnation. So I kind of get like, okay, maybe, but from the top, she's been killing people, and she's apparently been off having her own adventures, and apparently she's done something with the Daleks, which I get, we're never, we're never going to find out what that was about. We'll never find out. It was a throwaway mention in um, Extremis, wasn't it? Or in the flashback. Uh, she goes like, word, uh, word amongst the Daleks is that you blah, blah, blah. And it's like, right, okay. How did the Daleks know him and Clara parted? And no, how did the Daleks know, sorry, that River and him have had their last date before she dies. It's like, what? What? Ugh. I don't know. I just... And I'm also getting mad thinking about how Sims Master places into this. Because Sims Master was written for one story, brought back for a finale story, and it was written to be, like, his finale as well. Now, we know he doesn't die, but his story's done. So unless this story's going to explain what the hell happened with him and Gallifrey and everything, I don't see the point. His master was written to be well, the opposite, the opposite of Tenant's Doctor. Oh, they won't explain. No. And it'll be annoying. If you do, it'll be ham-fisted. Speaking of ham-fists... Yeah. Um, what, what's, been, what's been one of your favourite moments of Big Cast over the last year? Uh, that you just time, pulled your ham-fists up. Yeah, that <laughs> time when I just took a whole hock of ham and put it on the end of my hand and was like, I'm the Hamfist Man! Yeah. Hey! I'm writing Doctor Who! And then just banged it on the keyboard of, uh, of my laptop until it came apart. And then it ate the ham. And your name was Steve Hamfist Man! Uh, my favorite Big Dumbcast moment uh, so far has been the one where we got um, the, what's it, the exploding hooker on. Yeah, that was pretty That cool. was fun. Like, we sort of invite, we invited them on. Messi, Messi was their name. Yeah, it's Messi. We invited them on, and we said, like, so we can ask you, how's your job work? They're like, basically, I'm, I'm, I'm a prostitute. We're like, oh, okay, no, we're not, we're not judging. They're like, um, the problem is, the moment I, I, uh, you know, um, copulate with another human being, I will explode into a million shards of flesh and bone. So we, we invited a lucky listener, um, who's over 18, obviously, to go and join them. And uh, they had a weekend away, and the listener came back with shards of Messi in their eyes yeah. and temples. 
Um, I, was, I, think, I think it was the best competition we've ever done. Um, so Mess, yeah. Messy in my eyes, Christian. <laughs> oh, God. No, in all seriousness, I think my favourite Big Damn Cast moment, weirdly, has been the bit where we came up with the, tr- the teaser trailer for Star Wars Episode Nine. <laughs> Which oh, I'm, I think I'm gonna have to clip that off and put it yeah. put it in its own video because that was that was magical. I think the, probably the most fun of having the show was when we were we were creating our own Marvel slash DC cinematic universes. Yes, that pitch that pitch has stayed with me. Um, the X Men pitch. I enjoyed. Yeah, I've enjoyed pitching stuff. Yeah, I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed doing imaginary pitches. pitches. Imaginary pitches. I feel. I feel like Max Landis could be better hair. His hair's changed again. He's got like short, a short yeah. army cut now. No one's, one's got better hair than Max Landis. Because if they do, he'll change it. Yeah, there you go. These are the lessons. These are the lessons of which you have learned. And the teachings. We should probably go before we melt into the fucking ground. We should. It is horribly hot. We've got a fan on. We've got a window open. We've got our ice and we've got our ice. I'm actually falling asleep. We've got our balls and buckets of ice, but. We shall not leave without some words of widom. Widom? As this is the first year of Big Damn Cast over in Dunwich, what better time to end it all? So, Matt, if you'll take this glass of punch, there's yours. Will it be quick, Christopher? And delicious. Will we feel pain? Yes, but it's what he would want. Okay. Well, before we go <laughs> from this earthly plane, um, before we ascend, We've got a few cheeky little announcements to make. Um, soonish, Big Damn Love is going to be going on a bit of a break over yep. on the YouTube channel. Not for too long, but it'll be going away for a little bit. Uh, so if you're enjoying Big Damn Love, make sure to catch well, the next we, sort of five we, episodes. Do we want to tell them what the last hurrah of Big Damn Love is going to be? It's when we drink the Kool-Aid, what, right? what, what, what's coming? What's coming in July? What July is? What's, the Big Damn Love's going to be ending its first season on a high because what's happening as of next starting... I believe it's this Sunday. No, Sunday after this. Sunday after this. Not oh, my brain. Sunday after this. Second of July. And then the over the course of, of the following three weeks, yeah. all all between there will be four big damn loves, a couple podcasts, and a few bonus videos to celebrate Spider Man Homecoming. So next Sunday, Spider Month starts. The amazing Spider Month whip. Good sirs. So we'll be doing loads of Spider-Man content. We're going to see uh, Homecoming. We're going to be celebrating the film. We're going to be looking back at some previous Spider-Man movies, some comic book stories and video games. Video games! So I really hope Homecoming's good because if it's not, we're going to be having egg on our faces. We are. Well, I think we still have some fun content to do. Like, oh, no, we we, we'll we didn't talk positively over. about The Mummy last week and it turned out to be a dirt tootin' good episode, Chan! Also, The Mummy is terrible. Go and see The Mummy if you can. It's awful. But not just that. Starting this following Tuesday... We've got a brand new show on the Big Damn Tuesday Channel. Tuesday coming. Coming out at the moment, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Not Tuesdays and Thursdays, but... For the foreseeable future. For the foreseeable future, I may, if, if people like it, I may pick it up because I can actually produce it pretty quickly. Um, we are proud to present the brand new show, Matthew Watson's Adventures in Backlogging. Basically, I had the idea that I've got an awful lot of video games. So many games. And I never finish them. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to enlist the help of my viewers. That's you. You! To finish my backlog. That sounds so sexy. Your help is going to be, you're going to watch me play. That's what you're going to do. 
Um, big damn, big damn streams are hard to organise, but yeah. we, we, you know you guys enjoy us playing stuff, and the best way to do that is for Matt to go on this giant adventure with you. So, uh, cool, looking forward to that. Uh, do you want to give him a hint as to what game you start um, off with? Well, I just well we, I'll earlier just on in the, tell you, earlier yeah. on in this episode we said we were going to talk more about it, and then yeah. we didn't. So if you can figure out what we're talking about, you yeah. figured it That's out. What the first game's going to be. Um, it's <laughs> it's a PS2 classic. It's violent and there's an angry man in it. Yes. So, yeah. um, but enough about Rayman Legends. It's, it's uh, not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It's very um, Greek. Yeah, Sly Cooper Three. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's very. Get into the Greek. Uh, plus, we're going to be dishing out a few more Matt and Chris plays as well. Sam goes by as yeah. well to watch we're us we're play, play some, some nonsense. Things. Slam a donk on stuff and talk on to shades. Slam a donk. Slam a donk. And of course, don't New Donk City! To return back to New Donk City. I can't wait to go to New Donk City. The big big Dank City. Return to us next Friday. We'll have another brand new episode of Big Damn Cast. Season 2. <laughs> oh, God. Episode 53. It begins. How far into the second year do you think it's going to be before we introduce Poochie? Like, so we had a scrappy do to the show. Well, listen, the experiments haven't been going particularly well. The gene splicing just doesn't hold. And these Star Wars action figures have just fallen off the shelf in disgust. It's escaped! <laughs> oh god! It's escaped! Put it down! Get the tranquilizers! <laughs> Ah! Yourself, and we'll see you next week. Get back! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, not the book!